0: Thank mm-hmm. you. guys welcome back to the encounter podcast i am here today with danny shaley and house and you know today we're just a pair of siblings we're very excited about this oh, you know? oh! okay <laughs> anyway today guys we finally finished our um our series about the windows to the soul and today we're starting uh not another series but just talking about something that i think it's uh, very important it's called our our podcast today is called nobody's perfect or i can't say it Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i have a really hard so time saying that but that is very funny yeah and um you know i think that the best way to start is uh with apostle paul because he was so honest and all of his um all of the the books that he wrote in the bible like the one thing that stands out to me is his honesty and how uh he was always saying like i struggle with my flesh and he was so clear about this so let's let's read because if not i talk too much romans seven nineteen. wretched man that i am who will deliver me from this body of death thanks be to god through jesus christ our lord so then i myself serve the law of god with my mind but with my flesh i serve the law of sin and i, I think this is crazy i'm still gonna read you guys romans eight but um but let's first talk about romans seven and it says uh, he's pretty much saying like all the good things that i want to do i don't do but the bad stuff, like, I'm quick to do it. And then he talks about, like, the law of his members. And I think that this is so relevant with what we were talking about, the windows to the soul, right? Because uh, your hands, your eyes, your um, your feet, your ears, uh, everything. Like, all of these uh, windows to our soul uh, make... Uh, are always like ready to sin like so quick and Mm -hmm. so eager but it is it is his mind that has the mind of christ that wants to remain firm to him his inner being says i love the lord i want to please him and so in romans 8 he talks about like hey how do we do this um and let's go for romans 8 3 for god has done what the law weakened by the flesh So why are our works even important? Like, even Paul is struggling. Even Paul is having a hard time doing what is right. And if we are not saved by our works, then who cares? Why do we even have to have good works, right? Why doesn't Paul just keep um, doing the things that the, the members of his body want? Because it is important to remember that God... Came and sent his son for us. He gave us this uh how do you say inmerecido? Undeserved. Undeserved. Oh sorry, I asked questions to answer them myself. <laughs> but he gave us this undeserved gift, which is his son. And by doing this, it like uh, awakens a fire in us saying, No, I wanna please God. It uh I don't know, it does something I don't know if all of you guys who are listening are in love with God, but the grace that God gives you, like the forgiveness and the fact that He loves you even as you are, does something in you that makes you want to be different. That says, no, I can't continue living like I used to because I want to please God. When you fall in love with someone, the first thing that you want is like, what can I do to change? How can I make you happy? Mm -hmm. Well, You know, tell me what to do because I want to be exactly the person that you want me to be. And that's exactly what happens with God. He comes and He says, hey, this is what I want my bride to look like. This is what I want my beloved to look like. And what do we do? We strive to be that. Sure, can we be saved and have that works yes Mm -hmm. but that's not ideal what we want is to be good what god wants is a bride that loves him a bride that is mature he doesn't come to marry a child and by doing this we have to set our minds on the things of the spirit because if we think about the things of the flesh what we will continually do is what the flesh like you watch a movie that's scary and in the night what's happening you're scared you feel like something's coming out of your closet you see chucky i don't know whatever all the cool movies are right now that are scary right Whatever we put our mind on, that is how we act out. So I think it's really important that the first thing we have to do is set our mind on the Spirit. And this is exactly why we should
1: not be conformed to what this world has for us. In Romans 12, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what it is, what is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect in order to be transformed is by changing our mind. We must think differently. We must think like Jesus. We must know the word. We must have wisdom. We must pray to for God in order to give us wisdom. We tend to live based on the feelings of what of what we go through or or sometimes we even only worry about doing um, this or doing that on on how to serve but we don't step back and listen to what God has for us in Luke 10 38 through 42 it says as they were traveling along um, it's a little story uh, about Mary and Martha and it says Jesus went into a village a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home she had a sister named Mary Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to him talk but look at this but Martha was upset about all the work that the, uh, that the work that she was doing by herself She said to Jesus, Tell her to help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you worry and fuss about a lot of things. There's only one thing you need. Mary has made the right choice, and that one thing will not be taken away from her. So what Mary did instead is that she laid on Jesus' feet and started listening to God instead. She started pursuing on what Jesus wants us to do. She started perfecting her life, not reach well, trying to reach perfect because we cannot be perfect, but perfecting her life into what, and listening to what God wants us to do.
2: Right, and I think uh, we have to understand, I think what she, what she said is important because how do we know how to be if we don't hear the word of God? You know mm-hmm. what I mean. How do we know what to be? And honestly, in Luke one, um, if you go all the way down uh, to um, verse sixty-seven, you start reading. Uh, Zechariah, which is John's father. He was like he was filled by the Holy Spirit, and he starts prophesying and he starts giving to uh, you know prophecy to Israel. You know, Israel, God has come to give you freedom. He's a powerful servant. Uh, he's the savior from the family of, of David. He starts going everything, and this says, and this was the promise to our father Abraham. And remember that there's a verse in the Bible that says that we also fall under the same promise, not because of our flesh, not because of our blood, not because of our works, but by faith. And then on 74 it says, and a promise to free us from the power of our enemies, so that we could serve him without fear. 75. He promises all this, and what is our I don't want to say payment, but what is our reciprocation back to God? It says, in a way that is holy and right for as long as we live. There's another verse that says, "So we can live in a holy life." Uh, ESV. It says, "Holiness and righteousness before Him in all our days." So I think I think just just to kind of just to kind of uh, uh, just go a little bit behind back just because I don't want anybody to be confused. You you are you are saved. You are saved by believing in Jesus Christ. But that is just the entrance entry level of being saved. And and even then, uh, our our job, our, our I don't think, uh, what we should be striving for is to be the bride of the Lord. So by you just accepting Jesus Christ, you stay in the basic. Um, you know what I always like since we just traveled. Um, uh, the way I like to uh, the like the way I like to uh, understand this is is like your basic economy. Mm-hmm. And and if you notice, nobody wants to go in there and. Be basic economy because it's uncomfortable like Mm -hmm. you don't get to choose your seats you know it's uncomfortable but yet as you continue to work in that airline and i don't want to say work but continue to choose in it you get more and you get more perks and i don't want to tell you guys that that's all it is for for perks but it's for for how to say for um for crowns in, in in christ uh, that's why. That's why you have to understand that it's not about it's not about trying to be holy, but it's about it's about continue to doing the righteous and holiness things before our days, as a reciprocation, as a saying, God, you gave your life for me, therefore my sacrifice is my life back to you, and that's why it needs to understand because people can people can say this like, oh, I believe I believe in Jesus, so I'm good. You're right, you're good, but. Then why is there people that go straight to heaven? Why there's people that stay? Then why is that great tribulation? Then why is there tribulation? Why is there there's so many things that stay in between that if we do not strive for righteousness and holiness That we're not reaching the right uh, stature of the perfect man.
3: And you know what's actually really funny is the fact that sometimes we use, like, not being perfect as, like, an excuse for ourselves, right? So, like, for example, like, was it I'm a very angry man? She's like, bro, you're always angry. He's like, yeah, and what? Like, was it I can't change that about myself? We, like, put this, like, it's just weird because, like, was it we put ourselves at such a low stature? He's like, I can't get myself out of this situation. Like, for example, like, was this like I'm angry? I have lessful like sins or whatever it may be, right? Like was it? But we also got to understand that yes, although we may not be perfect, but through God's grace, we're able to be able to push through these boundaries and be able to fix ourselves, so we can be able to be how can you say this qualified for Him. If um you guys are catching my drift, correct? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I just really like that as well because also when Jesus, re- um Son of God, reincarnated as a human, it says we're here in Matthew fifteen nineteen. All these bad things begin in the mind evil mm-hmm. dots murder adultery sexual sin stealing lying and insulting people literally like it can well, The list can go on or whatever like that but what i think is super important is that god understands the fact that we humans like what's it like we have all these rows of sins and obviously jesus is perfect and he's awesome but um I just wanted to say that he understands that we are imperfect and that how we are striving to be like him which is also something super impossible because imagine it like was it like us humans literally specks of dust like remember how we always say in like psalms 103 um i believe it's not i'm not sure but like we're specks of dust in this um to him so how can we us specks of dust try and be a god a deity like him just doesn't make sense but i just think it's super beautiful because through his grace we're able to achieve Um, these beautiful things.
1: And you know what? This is exactly where consistency in God's word comes from. Um, In Philippians 3.12, it says, I don't mean that I am exactly what God wants me to be. I have not yet reached that goal, but I continue trying to reach it and make it mine. That's what Christ Jesus wants me to do. It is the reason why he made me. Yes, we fail. Yes, we're not perfect. But it's the fact that if we consistently try to be perfect every single day is what makes um, and makes us just what God looks at us. He g- looks at our heart instead of our actual our, our actions outside. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Elab is tall and handsome, but don't judge by things that, like that. God doesn't look at what people see. People judge by what is on the outside, but the Lord looks at the heart. Elab is not the right man.
2: And this and this this brings me to Matthew 17, uh, seven twenty one. and I don't I don't want to read it all to you guys, but this is where where he says that now everybody that calls God <coughs> Lord Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. and he says and he says that people will come up to the, the father's uh, pre- presence, and, and he says God, but you know, I prophesied in your name. I dri- I've driven demons in your name. I've done many miracles in your name, and then. This answer literally just shakes me to my core. And I always say this because it does. It says, and I will declare to them publicly. This is verse 723. I never knew you. Depart from me. You are banished from my presence, you who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. So this is what I'm trying to say. Like, you can accept your faith. You can accept accept Jesus Christ and turn away because God's a a gentleman, Mm -hmm. right? He, He will let you do this. The thing is that when you call upon him on the end of days, he will say, who are you? And and you know I, I I I the way I think about it is this way. For example, it's like a marriage. For mm-hmm. example, can, can for example I'm about to get married, right? Like for example, me and me and, Giselle, me and Giselle are, are gonna get married, right? Can I say, hey, you gonna let's live apart? It's weird, but no, right? <laughs> hey, you, your face is a like, no, don't do that, right? <laughs> but but I, we can, right? We can say, oh, or, or what about if I, uh, we give her a house and I never go to my house, she will still be married to me. But she won't love me. She won't know me. She won't like what all these things matter to God. That's why church and God cannot be as an oh, I only go Sunday. It's a constant thing to go and learn. And before you say anything, we can see this in Psalm six eight, and it says, "Depart from me, all of you who do evil." For the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. This is this is all. And in Luke three twenty seven, it says, "He will say to you, I do not know you from." I don't know from where you are from. And imagine he says, "I don't even know where you're from." They're part from me, you're, or you're uh, you evil doers. So that's why I, I want I want you guys to understand: Are you saved by accepting Jesus Christ? Yes, you mm-hmm. are saved mm-hmm. forever. Un- unless you say you don't believe in Jesus Christ, then I guess you can re- you gonna you can turn back the, the blessing. Mm-hmm. But unless that happens, you're still you're still uh, saved. The thing is
3: will you be recognized by Jesus Christ? Mm. Damn. Okay. Um, to just to sort of like also, it kind of reminded me of this verse as well. In Psalms 34, 15, the eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous and his ears towards their cry. Right? So I really like that part where he says the righteous and his ears are towards to the people of those who cry to him. Right? Like, was it? I just really like that part because... It doesn't say like towards the righteous who just sit there and center and don't try and do anything about it these people who are like trying to like who are screaming out the cry like lord i want us to have like a decent relationship to so we'll be able to push forward and be able to try and be perfect for you right and if we don't do that then what are we just trying to do here we just come like you mentioned like just come on sundays and just be like lord you're dope and just leave or something like that but like was it like literally the whole point of this verse i really liked is the fact that um, to cry about him, like well, not cry, but like more about to, um how do you say this? Call, call for him. Be able to like be just, like, let's try and look for a relationship, something together, so that way we can be. So I can be one day the bright to your son, which is Jesus Christ. But honestly, yeah. Okay, can I just say one more thing?
2: Mm-hmm. Just because honestly, I'm literally on fire right now, and everything's in my mind. There's a parable that God tells, that Jesus tells his people, and he says that there was three people that he left, the the king left his, uh, his treasure to one. Hit it. The other one, uh, it says that he did something a little bit with good. it, right? It gave two, he, the one and who got two,
0: got, gave back two. Okay. Four.
2: Say it, say it because I mean so I have
0: it So he gave there's three people, there's three, right? One, to one he gave it. five, to one he gave two, and to one he gave one. The one who he gave five returned with ten. And he said, oh, good and faithful servant. You know, because you've uh, done good in the little, I will give you in the law. And then the one who did two... Uh, gave back four. He said the same thing to him, like good and faithful servant. And then the one who had a one, he was like, oh, I was afraid because I know that everywhere that you plant, you sow. Um, everywhere, so he was scared that yeah, he everywhere, was yeah, get yeah you reap.
2: And, yeah. And, and check this out. That's, that's how crazy it is, right? People that hide their faith, people that do not multiply their faith, is the one that God is upset with. He even <laughs> tells them, you bad servant. It was better off that you put it in a bank so I at least can conduct interest. Yeah. interest. Mm. This is the same God of us understanding interest. He says it would have been better for you to just give it to the bank. Let, let me collect something. So my question is today, is the gift that God gives us our faith? The the gift that the Bible says it many times. The gift that, Jesus give, uh, that God gives us is Jesus. And we hide it and put it in the dirt? What does that mean? That you grab the faith, you grab Jesus Christ, you accept Jesus Christ. And I'm using quotation marks. You accept Jesus Christ and what you do is you hide it back in the world. Mm -hmm. In your worldly believings, Mm -hmm. in your worldly doings, in your only things. So when God, when he does come back, because he will come back, he will say, where is that beautiful thing that I gave you? And when you're going to say, God, look, I hid it because, you know, I just didn't know what to do with it. And he will call you a bad servant. And that's why it's important for us to understand that this... That this thing that God has given us, which is, I don't want to say thing, this beautiful gift that God has given us, which is which is Jesus Christ, we can't throw it away. Do mm-hmm. not hide it. In the contrary, go and be a good servant. Multiply it. That's why I can even go as a, and say that people that are not going to enter heavens are going to be cowards. Because cowards, those who are afraid that, oh, it's because God is not going to receive. It doesn't matter. You go out and give because God will receive bountiful even when he didn't plant
0: and I, I think, Danny, this is important because sometimes we think that, you know, just by grace we can get through. And it's because we can, technically, but it's because. Uh, people who have a real encounter that's why it's so important guys that we have a real genuine encounter that we don't do anything just to follow the crowd or you know like oh because this, uh, some brother is looking at me you know i want to look like i've accepted christ and got baptized uh, 72 times you know to just to be extra perfect and i've been a new man 80 times you know it's not about that it's about having a genuine encounter having genuine repentance genuinely saying i no longer want to be a sin to i mean a slave to my sin but i want to be a slave for love Amen. to God, now I'm gonna grab everything that I want to do, all of the things that my flesh is begging me to do, and I'm gonna say, "Be quiet," because my my slave master is God, and I will follow what He says, and I'm not, I'm gonna die to myself, and this is what it's so important that. Uh, that even when we have grace, we don't say like we don't like take grace lightly. We're thankful for the grace for the times that we really mess up, for the times that oh uh, that our flesh uh, that our hearts failed us, right? And we we went with our flesh, and really we have like a genuine repentance. That's when grace comes, and it's like, oh, you know, it's like oh, thank you God because. For that mistake, I I don't have to suffer. No, now I know I can come to the throne of grace and that you'll openly receive me. But it's not like taking grace and being like using it as a uh, get wild card, right? Like sin, 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 sin. Oh, grace, grace, grace. I can pay with grace all the time. Because God is a jealous God. And that's why I really love... I love Romans, guys. If you guys haven't read Romans, I totally recommend. But Romans 6.15, I think, hits us on the dot. It says, are we to sin because we are not under law but under grace? By no means. So it's saying just because you are now... Uh, under grace and not under the law oh can i see unfairly no of course not that's not what it means do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves you are slaves of the one whom you whom you obey either of sin which leads to death or of obedience which leads to righteousness and i think this is so interesting because uh, our obedience is going to cause death in our body now but eternal life later (sighs) but if we are slaves to sin what it's going to cause is pleasure now but death later. So I think that's something that's important. You know, let's die to ourselves every single day, consistently, like Shaylee was saying. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy about what happens when you learn about God's love is that God love God's love
1: breaks chains. Mm-hmm. He he, and it has no borders, which mm-hmm. is so crazy because you can you can learn about God's love and you wow. When <laughs> when I was first learning about how much God loves us, there is no explaining and. And it's just immaculate on how much God loves us. But in 1 John 4, 18, it says, where God's love is, there is no fear because God's love is perfect, takes away fear. It is his punishment that makes a person fear. So his love, it is not perfect in the one who has fear. So when you reach God's love, you you're you no longer fear you not you no longer blame yourself when you sin you're like oh when you blame when when you sin and you're like damn i'm trying to start a strive for god i'm trying to do better like why why am i like this you shouldn't blame yourself because as we mentioned before God sees the heart but you should also know that others are suffering in the same way that it is not just you so for you to not feel alone And for you to not be frustrated, for you to not be disappointed or or fagged or stressed about saying that, oh, I'm the only one that's sinning. Like, God, why am I like this? And it says in 1 Peter 5, 9 through 10, it says, resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered for a little while, a little while, God of all grace who has called you to to his eternal glory in and, and Christ will himself restore confirm strengthen and establish you. So when we we when we are we have these sufferings, we should instead of are are our blaming ourselves or having this guilt, we should rejoice in our sufferings. We, in James one four it says, "And let the steadfast have its full effect" Again, let its steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lack in nothing. And when you are rejoicing in sufferings, um, I say that when you have battles and when you have trials, when you're going through something, you pray to God and ask, God, give me wisdom. God, give me patience. God, control me. Mold me into what I will be delightful for you and not delightful for the look of the man. And so asking for this wisdom, you God is literally, like I, I see him like grabbing our heart and like molding our heart to like, be like, okay, so this is how she needs to be. This is how. This is what she needs to act. Or instead of responding like that, she responds like this. But no. And an example I see, like when rejoicing in our su- in our sufferings, is um, Pablo and Silas. It's Pablo and Silas. I guess how you, that's how you say yeah. it in English. Um, but you can read their story on Acts sixteen sixteen. And these two guys, they were sent to jail because um, they were praying about God. They were they were preaching about God. I mean. And they were sent to jail. And so but when, when they were in jail, they were, um, I forgot what is they called when they're when they're hit with the back with the with the long oh, wh- thing. Oh, wh- whipped. Exactly. They were whipped in the back many times. And when they were in jail, the most amazing part of this thing is that when they were hurting, when they were suffering, when their back was aching, mm-hmm. they made a worship night at jail mm-hmm. and they were worshiping Jesus and all the people around them hurt them. Oh my gosh, I just hit the mic. And um, heard them. And um the jails opened and the walls like broke. It exploded. And so th- all of the people um uh, in- Pablo and Silas were free and and all of the people in the jail were free as well. And so there was a, a Philippian jailer. Um he actually ended up being converted because he saw that the, the walls were torn out. And he looked around and he saw nobody was there and he got scared. And so what this Philippian jailer was going to do, he was going to kill himself and he was ready with his sword. But Paul said, don't hurt yourself because we are here. And then he was just like, what, what must I do to be saved? Like, what can I do? And then they said to him, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and all who live in your house. So not only him, but him him, and around him of his family will be saved as well. <laughs>
2: wow. mm. It was good what you said. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 so, it's so good what you said because even, I don't, I don't know if you said this example or maybe I'm just reiterating, but mm-hmm. um, most of the times that we see uh, the chains falling off is when, when Paul was singing, mm-hmm. right? And he says out of nowhere, uh, the... The what's it called the 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 bindings that we had in his in his arms it just says that they melted off and we can also see the uh, the other time that it says that is that um when uh, uh what's his name oh my god the strong guy a uh, Samson It says that they were trying to bind him it says that it, the the bindings melted off. Like flax, it was crazy, right? And it's and it's crazy that you, that you say that, right? Because our whole point is that we wanna be perfect. We wanna we wanna reach. The Bible says that the reach the per, the stature of a perfect man, which the perfect man is Jesus Christ, Jesus. right? <laughs> and 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 I and I see this and I see this and I, and I see well I see myself and I see everybody that first I see myself like always and I see God. You know, I I need to, we need to change. We need to change what we say and how we do it because. We don't even understand the beginning of grace. We don't even understand Mm how faith grows. Because we we sin and we think, oh, but grace got me. You know, but... It's truly not just like that, just because of what I was saying and what you were saying, you know, that that we have to be free. We have to be completely free. And and honestly, I wanted to read this verse just to kind of finish this off because we're about to hit 30 minutes. And it says on 1 Corinthians 5.11, it says, but now I am writing to you. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthians. Now I'm writing to you not to be associated with anyone who bears the name of of a brother, if he is guilty of sexual immorality, or greed, or is an idolater, a reviler, or drunkard, or swindler, or not even to eat with such one. The the ERV version. Let's the ERV version. Of course, I got the same one. It says, "I met. I met. You must not associate with the people who claim to be believers. Listen, who claim to be believers? The people that say, Oh, I accepted Jesus Christ,' but continue to live in sin." Do not eat with the brother or sister who sins sexually, in greed, worships idols, abuses others, or insults, gets drunk, or cheats people. It is not my business to judge those who are not part of the group of my believers. Look, look, look. If you're not part of the believers, then okay, whatever. Do as you wish. God will judge them. But you must judge those who are part of your group. The scripture says, make the evil person leave your group. Uh, now, now, i'm not trying to say that you know be a jerk and don't talk to people that that sin but listen to the people that believe and continue to live their their um their sinful life and you know what as you guys notice this is what happens in in our church sometimes uh, not our church but other churches right and i don't i don't want i don't, I don't want to talk about, about any other church but i just want you guys to understand that if your church is trying to make you more comfortable in the world than it's trying to make you comfortable at church, it's wrong. The whole point is that you feel uncomfortable in the world, and you come and feel comfortable at church. That's why, that's why I always—look, Look, I'm going to talk about myself only because that's the only person I can judge. I always tell myself, when you feel a little bit more comfortable at, at home than you feel at, 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 at church— you gotta change something, Danny, and it's it's true. I feel like I need to come to church every day. When I don't come to church, I miss my church, and that's what it has to be. And look what it says. It says, "Be careful not to bear their name." Those people that continue to sin. Look, people that have greed, idolaters, revilers, drunkards, or swimmers. Not even those. Uh, it says, "Not even to eat with any of them." So, Danny uh, so what, what, do I, what do I say to my friends? If you have any friends that go to church like this, tell them. Show them. First Corinthians 5.11, tell them, bro, we cannot live. No. We cannot say we love Christ. We cannot say that we believe in Christ and continue living in the same life. It just doesn't make sense. And just like in Romans 6, one, where you were saying that, there's a version that says that, in, in, hold on, give me a second. It says, in Romans 6, one, it says that, for sin, you are dead to them. For sin, you're not alive to them anymore. And we go back and sleep with sin. That's why I want to repeat, it's not about perfection, because none of us here, none of us in church is perfect. But I want to tell you guys that, the um, who would you help? This is the way I always like to apply it to my to, to ourselves. If somebody, for example, if you had two kids, and one kid, you told them, no cookies, right? Period. No cookies. Right, and then the kid goes, "Okay, Dad. Okay, Mom." And goes around and cl- keeps playing, and never brings up the cookies anymore. Right? That's where it will end. But if you have that kid that said "No cookies," ah, please, Dad. Please, Dad. Please, i you be like, "No, no cookies." And you say, "No, no, no." You know, you, you you stick your hand. He's like, "No more." And then you turn around and you see him grabbing a chair, <laughs> pushing the chair. Like it's cute, right? When you think about it. And then you you see their little legs and their little arms and they're trying to push up, and you know that. No matter what they do, they'll never be able to reach the cookies. Who would you give the cookies to? To so the person that said, okay, left, or the one that's trying to reach with it all their might? The
1: one right? that's trying to
2: reach yeah. with doesn't it. Doesn't yeah. the one that tries to reach it, kind of like, even like, who goes, man, okay, this kid's cute. Okay, <laughs> fine, I'll, I'll give him. The same, the same happens with perfection and holiness. It's about us trying to reach Trying to continually, even though we fall, how many? I imagine how many times did the, the, the kid, this the, this kid fall? He probably tripped, fell. He cried a little bit before getting the chair, and he finally got the chair there. And then he saw that he couldn't reach it on his elf and he fell backwards one they hit his head. But he knew he couldn't cry because his dad was around. Uh, you <laughs> see what I'm saying? All these things, uh, the way I like to say it is this: you have, we have to try to strive for it, and if we're not striving for it then I guess that we're done if it for them, then I guess we're done and we shouldn't believe anything and continue living uh like it's animals it's it. no like animals because those animals animals don't don't have a soul animals don't animals just live to live you know they act on instinct you know they yeah. they have kids on instinct they they multiply on instinct because they have to and that's not who we are we have more understanding we plan things out good or bad we have that so Guys, it's not about poverty is unperfect or whatever it's called, but uh, uh, poverty is perfect. But um, I want to tell you guys that the whole whole point is for you guys to continue trying and continue uh, trying to do the right thing. All right, guys. I'll see you guys uh, next week. I'll see you guys every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Don't forget. And follow us on Instagram at RedeemLA and on TikTok. I'll see you guys next week. Take care.